you and welcome to episode number 94 of Rise Up. I could not be happier. I could not be happier with what uh, we've been able to accomplish to get to 94 episodes. And God said in the beginning, everything's going to be all right. When I was wondering, how are we going to do this? Like I only wanted to do, you guys know the story, I only wanted to do Rise Up like Two or three times a week. I definitely did not want to add another one hour daily show to my repertoire of shows that I already did. And I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. Sabrina didn't think I was going to be able to do it. Eli was like, are you sure you want to add another show? And everybody was kind of worried for me. And I was worried. 
And I prayed and I prayed and I asked God and I read the Bible and I listened to the Bible and I prayed and I spoke with my wife. God said everything's going to be all right. And that's the name of that song. And, And another reason why I chose that song was because God said, go and spread the gospel to everybody who will hear it in all corners of the world, right? So that means different languages. You see how they busted out in Spanish there? I love that. I don't care what language they were in out, you know, other than, than, than English. To see people praising the name of God in different languages together, bringing all those languages back together to pray to God, you don't need to know exactly what they're saying. All you need to know is that they're praising God. And together with different languages doing that, it's incredible. I would almost like to see artists from 10 different countries come together and do a song together. As long as it was subtitled so I could read it. Uh, But even if there wasn't, it would be a beautiful thing to hear. It would be beauty to my ears because it's beauty to God's ears. God loves when we sing and dance and praise him through song and worshiping that way. Let's go, Lugo. Feliz Feliz Dia, mi gente de, de Dios. Bad Moon, love you, brother Mike. Katie says, Jess, it is so hard. Lost my dad 2020, my father-in-law in 2021. They are in heaven. Somebody must have lost a parent. I'm sorry. Know your limits, Jeremy. Please don't get burnout. Oh, I haven't even begun to have burnout yet. I haven't even begun to have burnout yet. Paro Dios, si todo la gloria en honra. Amen. This is God's podcast. There is no doubt that this is God's podcast. Now, somebody, I think it was Shelly Rose, messaged me right before the show and said that Mike Lindell's father died last night. Um, If that's the case, then we need to pray for Mike Lindell's father. Eli, can you look that up for me? I just got the, uh, I just got the, the, uh, the text. Uh, You guys don't have to worry about burnout. We're just getting started here on LFA TV. God uh, brought me through many, 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 many obstacles to make sure that I was able to do this. And it didn't happen until it was, until it was needed to happen, until it needed to happen. You know, the rise up, everything about what God has given us here, this is all on God's time. But I appreciate, I appreciate it. Eli, did that happen? All right, well, it was mentioned on, uh, I believe, uh, uh, Silk from Diamond and Silk. Mentioned it last night on a live or something. Well, if that's the case, then we definitely want to pray for Mike Lindell. I mean, we should be praying for Mike Lindell anyway for all the attacks that he is. I mean, he's a brother in Christ. And that man is receiving attacks from the devil left and right. We should definitely be praying for him. Uh, Here we go right here. Mike Lindell and his family. Mike's father passed away. Yep. So while we pray this morning... We're going to pray for Mike's father and everybody who's losing loved ones. But I want you to remember something before we start today's show. I titled today's show, Surprise, Jesus is Already Here. Now, I know that I'm going to get some pushback on this from some people. But I just ask you to have patience and understand what I mean by this. And we'll get through to it as we get through the show today. But ladies and gentlemen, we should not be focused so much on Jesus coming back. God wants us to focus on the present for a reason. And if God wants us to focus on the present and worry about today and today only, not even really worry, give all worries to Jesus, well then, if Jesus, if we're giving our daily worries to Jesus, how can we do that if he's not here? He's already here. And a lot of people don't think that. They think that Jesus is absent from this earth. But you must understand that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all one. And if you are a brother and sister in Christ and you're a follower of Christ and you are a true worshiper, that's the key. If you are a true worshiper, then Jesus is already here. Why are we looking to the day that he comes back? We shouldn't be focused on that. 
Shouldn't be worried about it. Shouldn't be anxious for it. He's already here. We should only be living with him in the present today. And then that day, which only the father knows that he comes back. Won't be that much different for us. God is already here. Jesus is already here with us right now. Why are we focused on the fact that he's not? He is. Oh, we can't wait for Jesus to come back. What are you talking about? He's already here. Jesus, say hello. We're going to be talking about that today. And so many other things. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Um, before we go to the Lord's Prayer, I want to show you guys all this because I showed this yesterday, but you guys all need to see this today as well, okay? So when we go to the Rumble platform and we go to Lot LFA, I want to show you this, okay? Here we are. Here's LFA. Right now, I'm refreshing the video, and guess what I don't see? I don't see Rise Up. Rise Up should be right here on the top, but it's not. Now, I've emailed Rumble about this problem, and it's okay, and I'll tell you why. If you look over here, and it says sort by, the default is all time. That should mean that the most recent video and the most upcoming recent video should be right here. It's not there. We don't know why. However, this is an easy way to fix it. You go to our Rumble page, and you're like, wait a minute. I can't see the show. Click today over on video date right here. See where my click today. Even if you click last week, for some reason, when you click all time, it's not there. That is a, that is a problem with rumble. But if you click the video date and you filter today, well, then it's right there. Same thing. If you're doing it on your cell phone, I'm going to show you this. If you pull up rumble and you go to our page, see that right there. Let me just, let me, let me bring it onto a full screen here. So you could see, see that right there. Since there's no side for the filter, it's at the bottom where it says filters. If you're not on the app, if you're on the browser, see where it says filters, you click that and you click today and you go back and rise up is right on the top. Now, this is a hack that we had to find out by trial by error, and we hope that Rumble will fix this. I've sent it out to them that this is a problem. But this is a good way. If you ever come to our page and you can't find the show that's on or the show that's upcoming, just filter the date. And you'll find it no problem, okay? Or follow us on social media. Now, other people that are watching, like, say, the Rumble app, they're not being able to populate there. I have no, I have no hack for that one. But that will help you guys if you're having a problem and you're like, man, I can't see the show. I know the show's coming up in five minutes. Just click that date, boom, and you'll be right there, okay? Uh, just watched Julie Green this morning. Oh, my Lanta, she's spot on. Please watch later if you can. Compares David with Trump. Going through so many attacks. David, led by God, dealt with it. Amazing. Amazing. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we remember and keep in our mind the name of today's show, which is Surprise Jesus is already here. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. As you can see, I got my hair cut yesterday. See that? Finally. All right. Lord Father God in heaven. Lord, we thank you that we that you bring the knowledge that we need when we need it and not before we need it. Lord, there's so many of us out there who want to spread the gospel so very much but are still um still having a hard time doing it. Maybe they're scared, maybe they don't have enough courage. Maybe they don't have enough faith in the fact that they're going to be okay to be able to rely on the Holy Spirit. Lord, please, please continue to bring knowledge to us as not only how to interpret the Bible, but when to start spreading the gospel of Jesus. We don't want to do any damage to anybody that we're trying to spread the gospel to. And we want to make sure that we are ready to go out there and do it. Because if we do it before we're ready, then we actually run the risk of not helping somebody find their path to Jesus. So, Lord, please let us, please let us only go out there and spread the gospel when we become true worshipers. And in order to become true worshipers, then we need to be able to worship in the spirit and not the flesh. So many of us are out there worshiping in the flesh and not the spirit. 
And please give us the wisdom and the knowledge to understand and, 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 and differentiate between worshiping and spreading the gospel in the flesh and worshiping and spreading the gospel in the spirit. Lord, you seek out those who worship in the spirit and you do not seek out those who worship in the flesh. Let us be the former rather than the latter. And please, Lord, give us the knowledge as to when it is time to go out there and spread the gospel with Jesus Christ, who is with us here today. We pray for those who are losing loved ones, like Mike Lindell and so many LFA family members here today, that they have the knowledge that their loved one is with you in heaven. Bring them peace, Lord. Bring them comfort in their time of need. In Jesus' name, we pray this today. Amen. It's very dangerous to spread the gospel without Jesus, meaning it's very difficult to sp- dangerous to spread the gospel before it's time for you to spread the gospel. Amen? I made that mistake before, and I know other people have made that mistake. And God truly does seek out people who worship in the Spirit. But if Jesus is not here with you, then you are worshiping in the flesh. And that is very dangerous. Because if you're worshiping in the flesh, more than likely you're one of those Christians that Jesus is going to look at one day and said, says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I do not know you. That is the worst thing that anybody will ever hear. Because there's no turning back at that point. There's no, oh, I'm sorry. Please give me another chance. Jesus is going to say, you had all your chances, and I do not know you. Do not be somebody who worships in the flesh. It is very, very, very easy to worship in the flesh, and that's something that we don't want to do. So how do you know that you're worshiping in the Spirit? Well, we're going to talk about that today as we go through some of our books, some of our devotional books. And uh, there's something else. There was a video that I wanted to show you today. So let me, uh, let me try to find this video. Right there. We were talking about this yesterday. Now, I'm not going to play this right now. I'll play it in a little bit. But we were talking about this yesterday about Jesus paying his lifeblood. Well, who did he, who did, who, 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 who required payment? Who required payment? We're going to talk about that today. But for right now, let's go to one minute prayer for dads, if we can. We're going to be reading from page 61. Now, I know you guys all know this. As for me and my house, Go ahead, finish it. It's from Joshua. From Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And as long as I am alive, I will help my children and my wife and myself differentiate between serving the Lord in the spirit and serving the Lord in the flesh. I would like to add on to this just for morning devotional purposes. As for me and my house, We will serve the Lord in the spirit, not the flesh. Joshua was determined that his family would not serve false gods. Today, we have the same option as the true God is challenged by gods that are not gods at all. Big G, little G. Christian dads decide firmly that their house will serve the Lord and only him. But not only who to serve, how to serve. Right? We've got to teach our children how to serve the Lord and not serve the church or the pastor or the elders or the flesh. Lord, our family will worship only you. We will serve only you. I pray you will let our decisions result in our being a light in a dark world. I pray for neighbors, relatives, and friends who don't know you. May our family serve as your ambassadors to a hurting world. Keep our determination to serve you fresh in our minds. May each day be a renewal pledge of our household to serve you. Time to get personal. Before we get personal, how many of you are sipping on your Rise Up coffee? We got the smell of American pecan floating through the air of our beautiful studio. And I'll tell you what, you want to turn off your EnviroCleanse if you've got your coffee brewing 
your Rise Up Coffee Brewing because you want that smell to percolate through the entire house, just like a candle, right? So time to get personal. Remember I told you that my brother-in-law has started coming back to his faith, coming back to Jesus, and that my brother-in-law was going to be the key to opening up my sister's heart to Jesus? Well, folks, I must tell you that that took a turn for the worst. And it took a turn for the worst because my brother-in-law is not nearly, nearly at the stage that he needs to be at to try to spread the gospel to others. Because what he's doing is he's turning people away from the gospel and turning them away in such a fashion that they'll probably never go back to it. I need to have a conversation with him, which I'm planning on doing. And this is not my direct family, so I might be out of line here when I'm speaking about this. But one thing that you'll know about me, one thing that my wife does not really like about me so much, and one thing that a lot of people don't like about me so much, is that I am about as transparent as a brand new window. What you see is what you get with me, and you're going to hear about my personal life because this is my personal journey with Jesus. So, my brother-in-law and my sister are fighting worse than they ever have. And the reason why is because my brother-in-law has got a lot of other issues going on in his life right now that are conflicting with his desire to find Jesus. Now, I know that my brother-in-law has not found Jesus yet because he is very, 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 very far from it. However, he wants to find his path back to Jesus. He's just doing it all wrong, and he won't listen to anybody. He won't listen to me. And what he's doing is he's creating a problem between him and my sister, and he's basically forcing Christianity on her By telling her, you have to do this, 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 and this. You're wrong. You're not right. Stop being that way, and they're fighting over it. So my sister said to my brother-in-law, she got so fed up with him pushing in a way that he should not be pushing because he does not know what he's talking about. And he's not even pushing firestorm and brim, fire and brimstone. He's pushing it in a way that is not godly at all. And he's pressuring her in a way that Jesus would never do. And since she won't talk to me about it, I figured that her husband would be the greatest way for her to kind of open up. But he's doing it in such a way that is so dangerous and so wrong. He's causing big time fights. And she got so fed up with him the other night, yesterday I believe, that she said, Not only do I not believe in God, I've never believed in God. And because of you, I never will believe in God. And if you keep trying to push your religion on me, I'm going to divorce you. And then he turned around and said, if you don't allow me to push my religion on you, then we can be divorced. So basically, they're at this impasse now where they're about to get divorced. Now, this isn't the reason why. This is the straw that's breaking the camel's back. But he's preaching to her in a way that he does not even know. He doesn't even, he's not relying on the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have the Holy Spirit fully in him. He doesn't have Jesus with him. He's not opening his, up to Jesus, his heart up enough to Jesus to even get the Gospels in the way that he's supposed to get them. And he's literally ruling with an iron thumb of an Old Testament way of looking at things. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Stop it. You're causing damage. And this is why it is very, very dangerous to spread the gospel when you're not ready to spread it. Now, I know, you're, I know he doesn't think he's doing wrong. And it's very hard for me to intervene here when I'm not asked to intervene and say, hey, fellow brother in Christ, you're wrong. Stop doing it. That's a very slippery slope as well. Because he's going to immediately look at me and say, who are you to tell me my personal conversations with God? 
You think you're some kind of better Christian than me? So, here I am in this predicament where I know what's going on. I don't want to be the guy that thinks he can come in with a superhero cape on and save the day because Jesus can work miracles far better than I can. So I don't know what to do here. I'm still trying to figure this out. Maybe some suggestions from you guys as far as my role in all of this would be helpful. So I'm going to pop up in the Rumble chat right now, and hopefully you guys have something to say about this. Here we go. Pray, pray, pray. God can fix better than you, Jeremy. Thank you. That's the kind of the way I will look at it as well. He's supposed to be planting seeds gently. I pray for him, and that's exactly what he's not doing. A lot of Christians do this. My husband became a Christian, tried to start telling people what was up. I had to tell him to settle down. That's right. You have to be gentle. Amen. Let's pray for him as a group, Jeremy. Let's do that. As soon as I pop off the rumble chat here, we'll pray as a group. Let's say a prayer right now for him. We will. We will. As soon as I'm done looking at this chat here. The milk comes before the meat. Pray hard before talking to them. I've been a Christian since... I was five, never acted like that. Marriage is a covenant contract. Once it is established, you don't change the terms of it, and that includes religion. Jeremy, ask him to pray with you. Let God intervene and help with this. Only God can fix this. Jeremy, never give up. God answers prayer. I would never give up. I just want to know how I, how I go about it as the outside looking in. There's a big difference between preaching religion and relationship with God. There sure is. There sure is. And that's what my sister's doing. She's looking at this as a, uh, as a religion and not a relationship because my brother-in-law doesn't understand how to talk to her about this. So let's all go to prayer right now for them and anybody in this predicament. Really, ladies and gentlemen, there's so many people that you probably know that are going through this same thing. Through this same thing. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray for my brother Cliff and my sister Crystal. We pray that the Holy Spirit and Jesus, who is here today, spiritually on this earth, can intervene in a way that I could never intervene. And Lord, if you must use me to do so, I will gladly accept that. Lord, there's so many people out there falsely spreading the gospel with knowledge that they do not have yet. And they're relying on the flesh and not the spirit, Lord. We pray that you intervene in only a way that you can. Please do not let him or anyone else Turn people so far away from the relationship with Jesus that they never look back. And the only place they, and the only way they do look back at it is a religion. And that's not the way it is. Lord, we pray for you to intervene and show us what to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me, you guys. And that's why I love Ray Comfort so much. And if I can ever get the opportunity to have a sit down with my sister or anybody else in the world with Ray Comfort and myself being there together, that would be. That would be the greatest moment of my life. Some people only come to God in the last minute of their lives. Well, that's true. And some people need something very, very bad to happen to humble them. And that's my, my sister's issue. My sister is pushing back on Jesus right now because somebody's pushing him on her too hard. And now she's blaspheming Jesus' name on purpose out of her own pride. And that's dangerous as well. And I'm just, I, just feel so, I just feel so bad for them. I really do. And I think what I will do is I think I'll reach out to the both of them and I'll say, look, I'm here for either of you to talk to. And if either of you want to talk to me about your own personal experiences with this, I'll let you talk and I'll offer advice. But I, I'm at a point now where if my sister would just talk to me In one hour, I could have her heart not so hardened. I wouldn't even try to push gospel or anything on her. I would just try to push peace and joy. So that I, I would just try to get her to understand peace and joy. Because you have to understand that you do not experience peace and joy without Jesus. You can experience happiness. You can experience excitement. But it is impossible to experience what all of us want. And that is peace and joy. Peace and joy. And what he is bringing on to her is anxiety and fear, not peace and joy. 
And there are ways to explain peace and joy to people without making them feel like they're being attacked by a religion. And that's what he doesn't understand how to do yet. And I, unfortunately, their marriage may not, may not make it. As again, this isn't the reason why their marriage won't make it. This is the straw that broke a camel's back. These two people should definitely have never been married. But I was hoping that God could help mend their relationship to a point where it, should have always, it could be what it should have always been. Jeremy, wondering if Sabrina could join you when you speak with your sister, a woman's perspective. Well, unfortunately, my sister is so stubborn. She is like the Israelites in the, in, that, 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 uh, that, that came out of Egypt. She is so darn stubborn. So it's very difficult to, is to understand how and which way we can be involved, you know. But, you know, I, I have a feeling that this is going to be something that I'm involved in very deeply, very soon. And I just wanted to get your, your advice on it. And I wanted to get your suggestions on it because you guys, I listen to you just as much as I close the door and listen to God. You know, God works through you guys just like he works through me. So um, we have a lot of stubbornness in our families, don't we? We have to be very careful, though. Again, Jesus is already here, but he seeks people who worship him in the spirit, not the flesh. So we need to decide today, are we worshiping Jesus in the flesh or are we worshiping Jesus in the spirit? My brother-in-law is trying to worship Jesus, but unfortunately, he's not even close to being able to even understand Jesus yet to worship Jesus. And he's trying to prematurely worship Jesus in the flesh. So he's got a double whammy there. He's prematurely worshiping, but he's also worshiping in the flesh. He has no idea about the spirit yet. Dangerous. Very dangerous. And some of you, some of you might be worshiping in the spirit as well. Some of you might be just in it for the bumper sticker and the pedestal you put yourselves up on going to church and somebody patting you on the back and going, oh, you're a good Christian. You're a great Christian. Unfortunately, that's not worshiping in the spirit. That's worshiping in the flesh. God wants you to go into a room, shut the door, be quiet, worship with him, and not tell anybody about the time that you had with him, but tell people about the grace, mercy, the blessings, and the joy that being with God brings. That is your job. That's your job. Other than that, God does not want you to run around and say, guess what me and God talked about today. It's not what it's about. And I wish more people understood that. You receive the Holy Spirit when you accept Christ. That is true. But accepting Christ, what's the definition of accepting Christ? It's like, who gets to say what's wrong or right in this world if there's no moral compass, right? It's objective. What does accepting Christ mean? It may mean something different to my brother-in-law than it means to you or myself. So we have to understand what accepting Christ is first. Once we understand what accepting Christ is, then our hearts are no longer hardened. Our hearts are softened. Then we become humble. Once we become humble, that is when we accept the Holy Spirit. Once we accept the Holy Spirit, that's when it's time to understand how to worship in the spirit, then you go out and spread the gospel because then you're going to be asked questions that you don't know the answer to. But guess who does know the answer to it? Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So then you can then rely, once you know how, you can then rely on the Holy Spirit to answer these questions that people ask you that you don't know the answer to. Thank you, Miranda Dolan. I want to say thank you not only to all those who are donating on JeremyHarrell.com to make sure that we keep doing this, but those who donate during Rumble Rants because you know that Rumble Rants are for two reasons and two reasons only. Slurp Fund to help other people out in need, and number two, to make sure that we have uh, producer Eli stay employed. Without Rumble Rants, we don't have either of those things. So I want to thank you, Miranda, so very much. But you got to understand that rise up for me. How long have I been a Christian? Since 2016. Hey, Eli, Bad Moon says he loves you. 
He says, we love you, actually. And I love you. As much as you're a pain in my rear end sometimes, I do love you. As much, I mean, I'm a pain in his rear end a lot, too. <laughs> but you got to understand something, too, folks. I became a Christian in 2016. Okay? That is seven years ago. I wasn't ready to spread the gospel until 94 episodes ago. You understand? I wasn't ready to spread the gospel until five, four, five months ago. And I've been a Christian for seven years. And if you remember, before Rise Up, all I did was read verses. All I did was read verses from Jesus Calling or from the Bible, but I never spread the gospel. Now I'm spreading the gospel. Now I am reaching into that holy bag of seeds and I'm spreading them wherever I walk, baby. I don't care where they land. I'll let God figure that out. I'm spreading them on rocks. I'm spreading them on asphalt. I'm spreading them on grass. I'm spreading them on soil. I'm spreading them on hardwood floors. I'm spreading them on tile. I'm spreading them on the floorboards of cars. I'm spreading them on planes. I'm throwing the seeds of the spirit everywhere. I don't know where they're going to land and I love it, but I'm qualified to do so now. Does that mean I know more than you about the gospel? No. No, but I'm qualified. I didn't go through seminary. I didn't go through Bible college, but I'm qualified. So how am I qualified? Through the Holy Spirit. Same reason that the thief on the cross was forgiven without being baptized, without bowing down to Christ before that moment. The Holy Spirit said through Jesus, sure as this day, you will be in heaven with me. You will be experiencing paradise with me this day. That man was qualified to go to heaven that minute. I'm qualified through the Holy Spirit. I'm ready. And I have no doubt in my mind I'm ready. I am happy to do so. And I'm not putting myself up on a pedestal. I'm not saying, good job, Jeremy, you're ready. I'm excited. I don't care that I'm the one doing it. I'm just glad that I'm a part of it. I don't care that Jeremy Harrell is doing it. Jeremy, please remove this hacker putting virus links in here. Eli, you see that? Got him? Block the hacker. He's gone. So again, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter to me that Jeremy Harrell, the man in the flesh, is spreading the gospel. Jeremy Harrell, the man, is... No better than a flower that's going to wilt when, this fall, when, when summer's over. I'm just, a, I'm just a conduit. I'm just a meat puppet. But my spirit is now qualified. And I'm ready and I love it. Are you ready? Are you qualified? Do you love it? He is trying to minister with anger. He is trying to spread the gospel with it's this way or no way. Deal with it. Ultimatums. I'll divorce. We'll get divorced. What? What are you doing? You're taking something that is good and holy and you are corrupting it and making it bad and making it like a dried piece of rotten fruit that my sister does not want to eat. F. Graves, thank you so much for the $10. We appreciate you so very much. Can't hack God's country. country. You can't hack God's podcast either. Common ground, not anger. Amen. You know, if I just gave my sister the link to Ray Comfort's videos, I would pray that she would watch them. And all she has to do is just watch. Do you know that Ray Comfort, Will Johnson... Here, I'm going to tell you this right now. Check this out. Will Johnson, Ray Comfort, and Ken Ham. Oh, and uh, Frank Turk. Those four individuals brought me to Christ more than anybody else on planet Earth. Frank Turk, Ken Ham, Ray Comfort, 
and Will Johnson. Those four people paved the way for me to be a Christian. What, I mean, what better people to learn how to worship in spirit, not in flesh, than those four people? Nobody that I knew personally helped me get to God except for Will Johnson and Joel Osteen. Yes, Joel Osteen as well. That's the other thing, folks, that a lot of people don't understand. Now, I'm not going to get into this conversation right now, and I don't want you guys to get into the conversation in the comment thread either because it'll take over the whole show. But in the very beginning, my wife and I used to listen, XM Radio Channel 128, to Joel Olstein all the time. We don't anymore, not for any other reason besides we just don't have time to. But he was a big part in it. So you got all these people calling people false pastors, but yet they were a big part in me becoming who I am in spirit today. I can't, I can't say anything bad about those people. Who are we, you know? Who are we to judge what anybody else does? We are only supposed to focus on our relationship with God, affect the things that we can affect around us in our families, and just love God and work in the spirit and work in joy and work with peace. When God calls me to say something about somebody or put my two cents in, then I'll do so. There we go. I knew it was going to come. I I was wondering who the first person was going to be. There it is. Always somebody got to say something, right? Let's move on to the Bible promise book for mornings and evenings. And we're going to read from something called worry. Brittany's 27th birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Brittany. Happy birthday. To you, happy birthday, Brittany. Thank you, L. Jacobs. God bless you. Thank you, Angel Girl. God bless you. L. Jacobs, $75. Angel Girl, $10. God bless. Chris D.L., $10. You guys are wonderful people. Let's read from this. Worry. Isaiah 8, 12. Don't be like this people. Always afraid somebody is plotting against them. Don't fear what they fear. Don't take on their worries. Isaiah 8.12 or 1 Peter 5.7. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Well, how are you supposed to give anything to anybody who's not here? How are you supposed to give anything to anybody who is not here? How do you do that? How do you give in the spirit? How do you give in the flesh if somebody's not present? What does that tell you? That means they must be present, right? Give Christ your concerns. Give Christ your worries. Give Christ your what ifs. Put all those cares on him for his shoulders are broad enough to carry them. And the amazing thing that he actually wants them. He wants your worries. He wants your cares. He wants your anxiety. He wants your fear. Why does he want all that? Why does, he know, why does he want all that? Because he's proved he can already take it. He's proved that he can already take it for you, from you, and you don't have to, and he can bear it just fine. The yoke is light for him, not heavy. God, I want to come to you today with all my burdens. They are rolling off my shoulders and onto yours. Thank you for sharing your strength. Amen. So many of us worry so much. I do too. But you know what I started doing when I started to worry? Here's what you do. I want you all to try this. Whether you read or whether you are a better listener... When you guys start to feel worry, when you guys start to feel scared, when you guys start to feel angry or upset, try this. Now, I know that your flesh is not going to want you to let go of that anger. I know your flesh is not going to want you to let go of that anxiety or worry because for some reason we're addicted to it. Once we start, it's like addicting. I want this feeling of anxiety. I want this feeling of worry and fear. Why, why would we want that? Our flesh wants it because our flesh is corrupted. 
Our spirit, our soul doesn't want that feeling. So what do we do when we have that feeling? How do you give it to Jesus? It's very easy to say, don't worry about that stuff. Give it to Jesus, right? I can't find the shows on Firestick LFA TV. Well, guess what, Victoria? We're back on our app. So if you're still following LFA TV, if you still have uh, that app on, on um, or if you still have the LFA TV app, we're still there. So you can still watch there if you need to. But I get what you're saying. My son is mad at God. I pray for him so much. The devil we know, familiarity, belonging. So again, so once you have, so so, so getting back to what I was saying. So how do you do it? How do you give it to Jesus? Well, this is what I did the other day. And and, and it could be different for everybody. Look, look, uh, Katie 63 says, "I I start quoting scriptures against fear. There are a bunch. There are. There are a bunch of scriptures that you can put down in like a notebook that have to deal with fear, that have to deal with anxiety, that have to deal with anger, and you can start quoting them. But here's what I do. I put in my earbuds or I go alone, somewhere alone, and I pop on the Bible app and I go and I go to whether it be the Gospels or whether I go wherever you go, go to the God, go to the word of God. And when you start feeling that way, start reading or start listening to the word of God. And I can promise you, I can promise you that within minutes, whatever it is that you were feeling is gone. I can promise you. Worship music as well. Any of that, anything that has to do with the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. You say, Jeremy, how do I give it over to God? You say that all the time, but I don't know how. That's how I do it. Now, I use version. Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. version. There's so many things you can do on there. I mean, that thing, you can live in that Bible app. So many ways to learn. You can listen to audio. You can read. You can set up plans, monthly plans, daily plans. You can have a plan to go through the Bible. Different. I mean, it is amazing. That's the one I use, version. Pastors are constantly uploading scripture and verses of the day on there. But if you need to know how to give whatever it is that you're going through to God, then as soon as you start feeling it, and you know that it's coming on. Trust me, you know when anger's coming, right? Ooh, I'm feeling like I'm starting to get angry. I've got that feeling in my stomach. I got that feeling in my throat. I'm about to say some stuff that I don't want to say. I'm getting angry. The flesh is going to be like, yeah, do it. It's like the angel and the devil, right? Yeah, do it. Come on. Your spirit's going, don't do that. Please don't do it. Please don't do that. Give yourself time to allow God's word to calm you down. And when it and when it works, you'll look up, you'll smile, you'll thank God, and you'll go, "Why was I ever so angry?" Let's pop up the rumble chat. Let's see what you guys are saying. The app is U version. You version. The app looks like a brown Bible. It looks like a brown book. Carla Reynolds says, downloading the app now. A lot of you know what version is. I can see that in the chat. Taking authority over the enemy today is a 24-hour thing. Yes, it is. Start and end my day with the U version daily. That's amazing. That is amazing. My anxiety. Well, hold on. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. What was that? Scroll back. I saw something. My anxiety and worry has decreased as I learned the Bible and pray. Can you spell it again? Yes, it's Y-O-U-U. And then version. You see people typing it in the chat there. You could probably, uh, you should be able to see it. And somebody actually put the link in there for you. But that's what I do now. And that's what I'm training myself to do, right? We're talking about training our minds and training our tongues, right? Well, that's a good way to do it. 
That's a good way to start is, no, okay, as soon as I get upset, as soon as I get worried, I go right to the Bible. I go right to the Word. And then you'll go, whoa, man, I feel different. And you know what happens? It's almost like, and, and I know this is, is kind of a, a cliche or a stereotypical, uh, you know, analogy, but you know when you go into a dark, dark room and you just turn on your cell phone light and it lights up the whole room, the littlest light lights up the whole room, kind of vanquishes that darkness, and then you pop on, you, you, you find your way to the lamp and you turn on the lamp and all of a sudden the darkness is gone. It's almost the same thing with your anger, your worry, your anxiety, your stress, and your fear. Once you start purifying that feeling of the flesh with the word of God and spirit, it's almost like it instantly goes away as fast as the darkness goes away in a room and you go, and your anger is, is, is replaced with joy, right? Your anxiety and fear is replaced with peace. And it's almost instantly, I've never understood, I can't even imagine why I never did that four years ago, five years ago, three years ago, two years ago. I just let it play out and then I was back to going, oh, I believe in God again. It's not about that though. It's not, a, it's, it's about figuring out a way in the spirit to curb the flesh. Your spirit should be what you rely on for everything and the, splesh, the flesh should follow what the spirit is telling you to do. Or how to deal with something. And until you understand that the spirit and the flesh are that different or at odds with each other 24-7, you're never going to be able to understand how to accept Jesus. You're just not. Now, somebody might be on the other side of the screen going, who are you to tell me that I haven't accepted Jesus? Well, I don't do that, and I still accepted Jesus. Maybe you have your own way of doing it. But as far as I know, and as far as I feel in my heart, until you understand that your flesh and your spirit are at constant odds with each other and that you need to rely on your spirit to train yourself how to beat down the flesh because the flesh is going to beat down the spirit every day if you let it. If you just sit back and do nothing, then your spirit is going to take a beating every single day like a 15-round boxing fight. you got to train your spirit up. you got to train your spirit up to fight off that flesh, and once you do, the flesh will never be able to overcome the spirit. Ever, ever, ever. And the only way to do that is with Jesus. You've got to have Jesus with you here on earth every day. He cannot be in some far off place that you can't get to. It cannot be that way. You've got to have a direct line. You've got to have that red phone that instead of the White House on it, it says to Jesus, right? Play Store Rater saying the app has many ads and pop-ups. I've never had a pop-up or an ad on that. Maybe it's the wrong one. Maybe it's the wrong one. Let me pop it up right now. Yeah, I never, ever, ever get pop-up ads. Ever, ever, ever. So, this is what it looks like, folks. If you can see, it's right there. Okay? That's what it looks like. I'll try to get it as close to the camera as I can. So, there you go. All right, folks, we're going to go to the uh, verse of the day today. If we can. And I titled the verse of the day the same thing I titled today's show, which is surprise, Jesus is already here. And I said, hello and happy Tuesday. Happy every day, right? As long as we are at one with Jesus. Amen. Most Christians on this planet will unfortunately hear that dreadful sentence when the time comes when Jesus says, quote, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Just typing it makes my skin crawl, right? At that moment, it will be too late. Why will most people who call themselves Christians suffer this fate? Because they worship in the flesh and not in the spirit. Verses of the day today are coming from John 4. So if you have your Bibles, John 4, 23 through 26. John 4, 23 through 26. Okay. But the hour is coming and is now here. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming 
he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. So the Samaritan woman, Jesus singled her out. She wasn't allowed to worship in the temple. She wasn't allowed to build a temple to worship. She by no acknowledgement by anybody in the land would have been somebody that worshiped in the spirit. Yet Jesus singled her out and went to the well to specifically talk to her. He could have chose anybody in the world. He could have chose any Pharisee. He could have chose any Sadducee. He could have chose any religious leader. He could have chose any priest. He could have chose anybody. But he chose the Samaritan woman at the well who was married many times, who sinned her whole life, who to this day was lonely and sad, but she wanted to worship in the spirit. She wanted and yearned for the day that Jesus would come so that she could once once worship in the spirit. And Jesus knew that and went there and singled her out and said, no need to keep waiting. I'm here now. Surprise. Here I am. Yeshua in the flesh and in the spirit. And I'm going to give you the knowledge and the ability to worship in the spirit. That's what he did there. Singled her out to do that. Meanwhile, all these other people are worshiping in the flesh. Samaritan woman was singled out by Jesus that day. Surprise, he's here. And he's always here. What a great show today. What a great show. And I'm honored that you guys were able to sit here today and be here today with me worshiping God in the spirit. I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in. And that's with some beautiful music. Everything is going to be all right. With Evan Craft. Redeem Me Too, and Danny Goki. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, Sean Farish is coming up next with Ungoverned. Remember the little the little uh, rumble hack I showed you guys, how to always make sure that you're watching today's show. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you at 11 o'clock for Live from America. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with me today. Please go out, worship in the spirit, spread gospel in the spirit, not in the flesh. Have a great morning. I love you. It's promise secure. Don't want to stop yet. Everything will be alright. Whole world's in his hands. Your whole world's in his hands. In the darkness and the trials. He's faithful and he is true. The whole world's in his hands. It's all I stop yet. Circumstances say I won't last through the night I need your word to hold me now I need you to pull me through I need a miracle, a breakthrough I need you You say you hold the whole universe